1: Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. Alright
2: folks, welcome to Auto Talk Radio, I'm your host Brian Bowersock, in the house with me is my co-host, Mr. Kevin Bowersock.
3: Good morning, good morning, good morning.
2: Yeah, happy August 12th, my friend. We are two Saturdays into August now, and making it count every minute, right Brandon? You say it's December? but, but it's the 13th. You oh, 12th. Yeah, it is the yeah. 13th. 12th was yesterday. That was Friday. That's right. I yeah. don't know why I keep thinking the 12th. I, know. I did that too when I was putting the show together uh, this uh, yeah, week.
4: You, you texted me like, I'll see you on the 12th. I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh, Friday? Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, I got plans, yeah. but
2: okay. <laughs> well, maybe I was coming to dinner with you. What? You don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to show up. That's like, right. <laughs> so. Anyway, no, I mean the 13th. It's Saturday the 13th. At least it's not Friday the 13th, huh? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, know, I knew that
3: because Walmart was putting up the Christmas decorations already. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, my,
4: I, I'm telling you, my wife has been counting down every single day about, oh, it's Christmas in about 100 days. now, I'm like, stop it. No, it's not even close. Don't even play Christmas music, please. I'm begging you. Well, like, what's with
2: the Christmas thing? I don't know. Your wife loves Christmas? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she'll learn to hate it after she has kids no worries oh god i doubt it actually she'll probably like it even more most people that like they love they do it. until, no, until nah. the end and then no. it's like
3: okay now it's too much work and it's
4: too much
2: no i'm gonna grow to hate christmas if i have kids here oh man yeah you know well you know i don't know i had a lot of fun i even wrapped a motorcycle one time for my yeah. son In the living room. Did you do, uh, so they sell like these like
4: bicycle wrapping paper where all you have to do is just open the bag and then roll the bicycle. No, no.
2: I actually used like three rolls. I don't (laughs) think they had that back then. Like my son's 29 now. He's older than you are. Yeah. So, but I, I KLX 110. Do you remember that, Kevin? Yep. And my... <laughs> How long did it take you to wrap that thing? Three? You, you said it took you three rolls to wrap it? No, two rolls. Oh, okay. But I, but I I, just wanted to wrap it so it didn't look like a motorcycle. So it ended up looking kind of like a big box when oh, I was done. Oh, okay. I yeah. got gotcha. He had a lot of paper to get through to get it. So I,
4: I actually had that happen to me once where... They, uh, I had an archery set for one an year, and I thought for a second, oh my gosh, I got a mini reindeer, or not a reindeer, but uh, I got a mini bu- uh, buck as a wrapping paper, and I'm feeling, I'm like, man, that's empty paper in there. What is it? And I open it; it's just a really small target,
2: like it's not even that big. I'm like,
4: oh man, that's funny.
1: <laughs>
2: Oh, one last Christmas story. I, do you remember uh, putting up the whole wood swing set thing yep. and the pouring down rain on Massachusetts yep. Avenue? I built, I decided to buy Zach this whole jungle gym set for the backyard, and it just so happened on that Christmas Eve, you know, he goes to bed, and he was like five or something. Kevin's over there helping me, and uh, uh, this thing has we're putting this thing together is three hours in the pouring down rain man it was the most miserable christmas eve ever man i was so. okay i was drinking dude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kevin was standing under the porch pointing don't forget that bolt anyway Give the neighbor, neighbor actually helped and what we did was we put it together part of, as many pieces as we could in the garage and then we went out and assembled it in the backyard so it was it was done so
4: that's a Christmas memory I think. It's a Christmas <laughs> memory.
2: I never forget it's when we lived in La Mesa, man. It was all good. All good stuff. I can't say stuff. that
3: Christmas is my favorite time of year, but I I mean I don't dislike it neither. You know what I'm saying?
4: Yeah. I guess and- I guess if I had to choose one, it's probably Halloween and it's only because I I don't feel it gets the appreciation as like Christmas does. I think Halloween's underappreciated if you do in comparison of the two. So well, yeah, I just don't why, like
2: though? to have to put anything up, so I'm just like, no. I think so Thanksgiving's th- probably your holiday, then. Fourth um, of July. Oh, that's a I good love Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. A Labor Day and Memorial Day, awesome, awesome holidays. Do uh, <laughs> you like Labor uh,
4: Day because you get the day off there?
2: Well, yeah, they're great, <laughs> and you all you have to do is barbecue and hang out with friends. True, true. Same thing with the Fourth of July, you know, just great, great, just en- enjoy uh, Um. Um, Give a little perspective back, uh but you know, you know, and and what the days are for. But you don't. There's no real requirements like like Christmas. You got to like think about giving gifts and all that stuff. get all the stuff that goes along with it. Put stuff up. Fourth of July's easy. I open the garage door. I get my flag out. dunk. Memorial Day, Labor Day, same thing. dunk, Dunk. I put it on the thing. My flag's up. I'm. I'm being patriotic like I am, and, and everything's good, right? That's right. So I love those holidays. Those three are my favorite holidays. They really are, because uh, it's just yeah. enjoyable. And also, it's a warm time of the year. Yes. It's nice. Yes, so, yeah. You know. But
4: every day in San Diego is warm, too. That's it's true. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah,
2: that's very true. So.
4: I I love our weather so much. I really do. I, I, I take it for granted so much of other areas. I'm like, man, San Diego is... Where it's at with everything. And all yeah, I, I
2: can't wait to get a postcard from you if you move. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, First, Brendan will look like a little kid in a snowsuit. Like I got to <laughs> tell you too,
3: Christmas in them, uh, Midwest towns, dude, they're a lot bigger than oh, they are here.
4: Oh, I bet, I bet. Uh, Although I did mm. take, uh, I did take my relatives from North Dakota. Uh, over to uh, Starlight Circle in Santee. Uh-huh. And they were like, you really have to pay like $25 to go to neighborhoods like this. Like, this is free? You guys have this every year? I'm like, yeah. Oh, they have is-
2: neighborhoods they charge to go into? Exactly. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah.
4: But the good thing, the money goes to different proceeds. So this last time... <laughs> so they
2: donate it. Correct. Yes. Well, that's, oh, that's you a know good what cause. You a no, no, no.
4: no
3: yeah. You know what these people's electricity bill is, though, when they put these lights out like that? I know. I know. There's a go- There's a person around the t- or corner from us that does, I mean, like the big and everybody stopping by their house and stuff, dude. I've seen their electricity bill worse than freaking running your AC all nice. <laughs> so, I'm just only can imagine what I understand why some of these places take donations.
2: <laughs> all right, we're moving off of Christmas now. It is August 13th, Saturday, August 13th, right? We're not in this, okay. Off of Christmas, we go. Hey, I did want to bring something up though, uh, very important, uh, folks. Uh, we do appreciate you always joining us here on Auto Talk and, and some great stuff. Um, uh, Steve, uh, a client and a listener. He's a great guy. We were talking about uh, the name Toyota and Honda and all that last week. Remember? You remember that? So he did send me something, uh, uh, which I appreciate he does. So the gentleman's name that actually started Toyota Motor Corp, uh, his his actual last name was to- to- Toyota, T-O-Y-O-D-A. So his Kichero Toyota. And what he did was uh, um, changed uh, – f- they, they, they actually manufactured, his family, automatic looms. And, and his decision to change uh, Toyota's focus from automatic loom manufacturing into the automotive manufacturing created what would become Toyota manufacturer as he took the D out and put a T in and made it Toyota Motor Corporation. So it's really not a family name, uh, but it comes from his family name because it was Toyota, and and wouldn't it be cool if it was Toyota Motor Corp? It's toy with a yoda. That's <laughs> what the emblem could have been, right?
4: I'm I'm trying to think of like all the different designs I would have sent to it.
2: <laughs> anyway, that so that is where the name Toyota comes from. So just a little bit of history there, and important automotive stuff, right? Right. So and I do thank Steve as always for shooting that stuff over. Um, Steve's real good with the Google box; he comes up with great stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what you were going to say something? Oh,
4: right? I, I'm thinking of emblems, all that
2: because uh, I remember a Yoda on the hood. <laughs> something they like didn't that. have Yoda back then. Then when <laughs> Toyota started,
4: no, I saw a funny video where a small town is going to be doing their election season, and every year for our, our elections, uh, they set they let. Uh, first or second graders uh, draw a picture of I voted stickers and stuff oh. and then the whole town gets to vote uh, which one wins and uh, everyone did uh, every nomination was very patriotic about the flag I voted and blah 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 but the one that won this year is a guy just drew a spider and it said I voted <laughs> with like a thing just, like a bubble make,
2: coming out of it yeah. like a cartoon it didn't even
4: make sense at all <laughs> and just, it won uh, and it won people
2: yeah. thought it was cool I guess so yeah it's different it's whatever catches your eye man it's <laughs> one of those things That's one, all. yeah for sure but
4: that's, it's really cool to know that, honestly. I, I always am so interested in auto history and, you know, the background of it all. So
2: Well, automotive's been around a long time. Yep. And so there is a lot of history and we've talked about a lot of different history things, you know, as far as that goes, but uh uh so what I, I hear so you wanted some automotive history and some great stuff, right? Yep. So what was the first official White House car? Do you know? Oh,
4: uh, no, this is an honest guess. Uh, I'm going to go, actually, for sure, Model T. I'm going to go. That's my first guess.
2: You You would be incorrect. Ugh. Do you want to know what it is? Yes, yeah. absolutely. A 1909 white steamer ordered by President Taft.
4: I'm not surprised it was President Taft. Was that his I ride? It. <laughs> well, it was
2: the ride for the White House, that's for sure.
3: <laughs> you and I thought the same thing there. So that was back when they didn't even have lawnmowers.
2: They had to use goats to mow the grass there. No. And I, I went through, I was looking for some cool automotive stuff. I know today we're talking about automotive maintenance myths, but uh, some, like who opened the first drive-in gas station? Do you know? Is it a company that's Whoa, still...
3: What other kind of gas station would you have if you can't drive into it? How are you going to get your gas?
2: Well, you'd walk in.
3: But how are you going to get the gas? With a can. And then walk home and put it and in walk your walk and put in your car, Isn't that kind of like having a generator charge your Tesla? <laughs>
2: I guess uh, uh,
4: uh, is this co- is this company still in business today or no? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, well, the way you paused makes me think. Okay, so there's not that many. It's probably not of the this. same name, though. Oh, I actually, it is. It is. Okay. Is it? okay. I
3: was gonna say because, like, I I, I standard so. oil is not no. Standard oil owns other companies
4: now, correct. but it doesn't really. It's not, yeah, not standard oil. No. Okay, that w- eh. that would have been my guess too. In all honesty, golf golf okay.
2: golf g-u-l-f not ah. g-o-l-f no no i remember yeah. golf, golf? Op- opened up the first station in pittsburgh in 1913 there
4: was a there was a gulf next to my house and then it switched to bp and then that uh whole oil spill situation happened and it switched again to something else but K- i do remember bp has gone
3: one. again too
2: and aren't they
4: aren't they i, I thought they have
2: gas stations british petroleum's there. all over the east coast i know but oh, okay. out here they kind of went away they were never here
3: yeah, they oh, were because there was one right up the street I, from not, us.
2: I'm not a British – BP was here? Yeah. I don't know.
3: I, yeah, I definitely was, I lived I in I Virginia I you're confused. At the time. I
2: don't think so. I lived in Virginia at the time, yeah. and I
3: know there's a British lot of – British
2: Petroleum's there. big in Ohio and the East Coast, mm-hmm. and I like the Midwest, the Rust Belt, all that. I know, I've they never seen up, one all, They bought
3: up all, Ohio's, all the Ohio's. They started buying up all the Shells back there because actually BP owns Shell. Well, they did at one time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they ever changed all of them over to it, but
2: – Brendan will love this. Where was the first drive-in restaurant? Oh, Do you know what it was called?
4: Oh, no, gosh. I'm thinking about It's a hamburger place, right? McDonald's? Uh, no, definitely not McDonald's. I saw, I watched the franchise to you know we that You're going to love this. Oh, my gosh. I'm blanking on this. I'm blanking on this.
2: What state was it in? Do you know?
4: <laughs> it's Ohio? A, it's a Midwest <laughs> state, I'm assuming. And uh, if I had to guess,
2: let's go with, no, yeah, I'll go with Ohio. A lot of franchises okay. start in Ohio. Eh, so. You're all wrong. Oh, man. Royce Haley's Pig Stand opened in Dallas in 1921. Oh, I would never have guessed that at <laughs> all. Is that still in business? Probably not. I'm
4: going to guess they don't last that long. Royce Haley's Pig Stand. Yep. Is that right?
2: Here's oh, even a better, better automotive question. True or false? The 1953 Corvette came in white, red, and black. Is that true or false? The
3: 1953.
2: Yeah. White, red, and black. True or false? Come on. Ding, ding, ding. The meter's running, How about false? I'm going to go false. Okay, why?
3: Because I just don't remember seeing a 19... I don't remember seeing a red one.
2: Okay. The answer is false, but it only came in one color, polo white. Oh, okay. It was one color available,
4: so anyway weird because i think black would be easier to put on you know but what do i know
2: here's a, there's some really good well, ones the, here i i like came up with some really good what that comes in white one one more and then we'll talk a little bit about it. what was ford's answer to the chevy corvette and other legal street racers of the 1960s what was ford's answer to it
3: the 1960s
2: yeah this is easy
3: is that the ac uh
2: no, that 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 was the answer to go to uh, um, um, the Cobra came out because they wanted to go to Le Mans and wipe up oh, okay. Ferrari. That's a totally different thing, yeah.
3: um, uh, uh,
2: which they did do, by the way. If well, you've never seen that is is movie, you should watch excellent. it. Excellent, excellent movie. movie. Mm-hmm.
3: Their only one they had was the Mustang.
2: There's a specific Mustang, though, that they came out to blow the Corvette away. 500. Uh, Shelby Mustangs, it's GT350. Okay. i was about to say
4: gt but when yeah seen. yeah it's GT, well they did well the, there
2: was a gt 350 and, and, and then they come out with a gt 500 yes yeah. okay. same idea carol carol shelby was the uh designer behind that for ford though um who his um obviously was a west coast person and uh had his headquarters and all that out in vegas uh till the end of his life where he passed away a few couple years ago so good good guy good stuff so those are some good automotive questions right yeah, yeah, everybody loves fun stuff like that. We're going to come back with some more probably here, uh, in in a bit. Uh, we're going to take our first break here real quick, folks. You're listening uh, to Auto Talk Radio in the Answer San Diego 1170 and 96.1 in FM in North County. We'll be right back after these messages.
1: There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Oh. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man. Here on Auto Talk Radio, Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock.
2: All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. As I've been corrected, this wonderful August 13th, Saturday. For some reason, I kept calling it the 12th. I don't know why. (laughs) Brandon kept texting me back. No, no, no. Don't come down on the 12th. Why not? And we are here. Come on down. Yeah, why not? Come. Down I won't for be dinner. there,
4: but you know, yeah, you, can, you guys can come down. Uh,
2: You're the weekend guy, aren't you? That's right. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. handle all the weekend shows here, don't you?
4: M- most of that. There's there's one show, oh, no, two shows that uh, I don't do on the weekends live because so you knows. don't want to. Nah, it's just they <laughs> they decide to schedule uh, where I, I, I have to.
2: I would have to work
4: over eight hours and stuff. So.
2: Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So. But you hang with the stallmaster, right? That's right, all day long. Yeah, start long. to finish. On Sundays, right? That's right. Mm. Big old Davy. Yeah, yeah, Yep. Yeah. Saw him the other day, and uh, he was a uh, very interesting. Oh, I, I have to go guess. You guys immediately started talking about
4: electric uh, electric vehicles again, didn't you? Yeah, we were talking <laughs> about
2: uh, some. Actually, he was talking about. Uh, um, he was going to with his brother in law to Tennessee. To pick up a uh, oh yeah, Maverick yeah. yes he told a Ford me about Maverick, that too yeah. which is the Ford Ranger only it's a hybrid. Mm-hmm. And I heard it point.
4: was I th- I heard he was going to go to Kentucky I thought maybe it was Kentucky. and I was I like know. oh my gosh you know There's it's somebody over back there, there too. Yeah. yeah
2: Dave's got a paddle I know and a boat he'll be fine is yeah. he not on this week. No, he is. Okay. So he must have left like on 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 Tuesday. Yeah, he he leaves like
4: really early in the morning and then he gets home late at Saturday night and he's going to try to be here. It's, you know. He'll be here. He's really old. Yeah. I
2: think he gets up like at four in the morning. He goes to bed like at 6 p.m. usually. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure Dave's listening. He always loves when I make fun of him. So good stuff. Um, anyway. Uh, okay. Hey folks, welcome back to auto talk radio, man, as we're talking about all kinds of cool things here on this uh, wonderful, uh, um, um, Saturday morning and we appreciate you joining us for sure. Um, do want to remind folks, auto talk radio is, uh, brought to you by the West automotive group, which consists of a West Escondido automotive and transmission, uh, up at 2200 auto parkway in Escondido, AAA approved and star certified, taking care of folks up there in North County for going on 30 years now been around for quite a while and uh, we love all our clients. Uh along with West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission, um 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon AAA approved and uh uh taking care of folks out there in East County now for going on 10 years in East County. So uh and West kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue right in Central San Diego, AAA approved and smog certified, taking care of folks uh over there in central San Diego now for uh, uh, roughly about five years, right? So as far as that goes. Um, and uh, then there's uh, West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. Uh, about four years taking care of folks. are so right in the Golden Triangle, AAA approved and star certified for smog. Uh, going on four years over there, so... Uh, we've been taking care of folks all over San Diego County for quite a while, and uh, we do enjoy our clients and taking care of folks and uh, giving you quality automotive repair. All of us at the West Automotive Group, uh, me, myself, and my employees come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason, and that is uh, we all believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. Very important to us. Stop in to have your vehicle serviced or repaired and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about for sure. Best money ever spent in any repair is on a quality diagnosis by a qualified technician at a quality facility. I'm telling you now, uh, that makes the repair go all the right direction and saves you a lot of money in the long long run, no question about it. So uh, make sure that you get in and get get your vehicle diagnosed uh, by our experts, whether it be for a CertiCare transmission diagnosis or any other diagnosis. uh, We'll get you taken care of properly. Um, We also offer free shuttle rides to or from work or home and low-cost rental vehicles at all four locations. Uh, we're also proud to office six months, no interest. I know times can be tough right now. Things are a little thick and tight when it comes to money. Uh, get one of our uh, West automotive group cards. You can use it anytime you want. And, uh, it gives you up to six months with no interest to, uh, pay for the service or repairs on your vehicle. Great way to go. Um, you can also jump on west group.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram by going to, uh, once again, west group.com and just, just give us a follow. We send out really cool tips and stuff throughout the month. Um, you can also click on the Auto Man segments. We're on the Auto Man for the CW and uh, Fox 5 News. Different times during the week. Uh, Fox 5 on Wednesday. CW is on Friday. Um, just some really good stuff. And you can check them all out there if you don't catch them live. Uh, you can also go to Auto Talk radio page. Um, where we podcast all of our uh, shows after we're done. Why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for you to say something. I thought you were going to say something. Not at all. Oh, anyway. So uh, you can go there or you can pick up the podcast also from Apple Podcasts, Google, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio.com. Tune in. Go to any of those and put in the answer, San Diego 1170 and um, weekend shows and you'll find Auto Talk Radio right there for your listening pleasure for sure. You can also email me anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. So, good stuff. Uh, Always available. Just check us out, westautomotivegroup.com. Get an appointment, get your vehicle in. We'll get you all serviced and stuff like that and taken care of. So, anything new in automotive news this week, Kevin, that you can think of? Nope, not in the automotive news. Not so far. Not so far. Let's see what we got as far as technical bulletins or anything cool that happened. (laughs) Is it
3: still automotive news when Elon Musk is running around doing all crazy stuff? (laughs) (laughs) No.
2: He's definitely an automotive feller, so I guess. I don't know. Um, what crazy stuff is Mr. Musk doing these days? Well, I think right now Still fighting over that Twitter thing? Yep. Oh, yeah. One of those things. Uh, let's see. Some technical bulletins came out for uh, reprogrammed a reprogrammed to PCM to fix Ford F Super Duty mill issue. 2015 to F uh, Super Duty 6.7 liter diesels may exhibit and eliminate... A mill with DTCs, Ooh, a bunch of them, 2074, 4, 2, 401, 402, 259F, stored in and this may be due to various strategies with the PCM software. So in other words, they have a software glitch. Another way to fix that is to reprogram yeah, yep, We do that a lot with cars these days. Update and reprogram. Chevy pedal D10 is normal. 15 to 2020 Chevy Suburban. Uh, Silverado 1500 and uh, Chevy Tahoe vehicles may notice a detent click at about three-fourths of the way through accelerator pedal travel with a feel of increased resistance. The Accelerator pedal design was changed for vehicles equipped with an eight-speed and 10-speed transmissions. Huh, interesting. Wow, lots of stuff. Lincoln shift lever may provide incorrect message. Well, that sounds like fun. These bulletins all sound like fun. Yeah. Le- vehicles may exhibit a shift to park not transmission, not in park message displayed, why the shifter is in a park position. That could scare you good. Yeah. Faulty any thing. of them really
3: use mechanical shifters anymore?
2: I mean, uh, no, everything's electronic.
3: I was going to say, they're not even putting a parking pole. I mean, there's a parking pole in there, but I mean, they're not, they're not putting any every there's no manual valve in there anymore
2: no and there's no cable yeah. it's all electronic yeah. so yeah one of those things well, for even sure. the ones
3: with the cables i've noticed there's no manual valve inside no it just moves the lever and all it does is it uses the transmission uh manual lever position sensor to tell it going forward go
2: in reverse go and you know lock it down exactly that's exactly what it does all right so today we're talking about maintenance myths and items like that so uh You want to save hundreds of dollars a year on automotive maintenance? Well, let's help you out here. Uh, So some things are myths that used to not be a myth. One of them is, should you change your oil at 3,000 miles? (laughs) What are you laughing about?
3: I still do. I try to. Well, I've been doing better at it. I mean, look. (laughs) That was very confusing. Let let me explain something. You know what? In the very beginning, yeah, you know what? I used to keep... uh, Before kids and before marriage, You and, and even when you first get married... You still, you know, keep up on things. I filed all my paperwork. I da 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 da. You start having kids and baseball games and all this. That kind of goes to the wayside. So you don't always change the oil on time. I did, however, make sure I check my oil all the time, even if I was laxing a little bit on the length of well, it. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> if
2: you have your car serviced by the West Automotive Group, and I know, obviously, you 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 just do yours on your own. because yes. you do it on your own because you're. I'd hope you do it on your own. You're a master technician. Be kind of like if you had an AC problem at your house and you were an AC guy and you called another AC guy to fix it. That'd be a little weird. Well,
3: sometimes I can be squeaky tight anyway. So, you know, I'm going to change my home.
2: (laughs) Anyway, my point. (laughs) I'm doing my own
3: AC work, too. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. My point, my point to all this is like if you come to like the West Automotive Group, you get email reminders when it's time. You get just sticker on the window. You got there's plenty of reminders to keep you on track for that. Right. Right. Yeah. Even though life does get in the way sometimes and you run behind. But the point to this is, these days, um, it, we have kind of changed this a bit with the quality of oils. In that, uh, we you know I we recommend between four and five thousand miles on all vehicles. Never extended past that. Um, but we use only full synthetic oils too at the at West Automotive yes. Group. So I mean, you know, you can keep your vehicle in good quality oil. Changing you know changing the oil five thousand miles uh, with full synthetics and uh, it saves you money in the long run. It does. Yes. We don't have to do it as early. Also saves you time. So which is money. For all of us, right? Well, so. there's a couple of reasons
3: I do mine at 3,000, too. I'm, I, obviously, my car's are a little bit... I have a 97 Saturn, mm-hmm. and it does have 200,000 miles on the motor now, so it does burn a little bit of oil. I mean, well, not an, enough that smoke's in the air or anything like that, but it does dissipate, right? So, I, if, I even noticed if I go 3,000 miles, I'm a quart down already. Correct. So that's why I, I, I'm big on doing 3,000 just because... Some of the reasons like that.
2: But you make a great point. So when you get higher mileage, over uh, um, um, 100,000 miles on a vehicle, as far as that goes, um, you need to sometimes service a little earlier or at least be checking the oil because it's going to consume oil. So that's why once we get cars over 100,000, I recommend people to step down to 4,000 miles.
3: Well, that's why I was explaining even in the times like where I was really busy, I made sure I stopped. to make. I I got to check my oil level still. Correct. And I'd add oil to them at least. I got to say the the, the number...
2: Keep them full till You can service it.
3: If you're going to ask me the two number one things you want to do to your car, even in a rough time in your life or you're busy or whatever, make sure it has water and oil in it. Them are the two major things you want to keep your eyes on, because <laughs> you know what? If it overheats, we're in big trouble.
2: We run out of oil, we're gonna melt things down. <laughs> That's true. It's true. No question about it. So, good, good, good points when it comes to that. So, it manufacturers now on some vehicles are saying you can wait to service the oil seventy five thousand to one hundred thousand miles. I wouldn't do that. That's a terrible idea. It just because we've seen cars come in with no oil in them and burned up the motors. We've seen all kinds of things with that. Well, not only that. And that it, the oil carries contaminants, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's dirty. I mean, it, yeah. And and the contaminants, really, on a combustion engine are what blow past the rings. So you get an acidic level that attacks the babbit on the bearings and the copper and, and, and all that stuff. Then um, it attacks the seals. You get small particles floating around that can damage seal lips. And if it gets dirty enough, then. Um, you know, it damages seals, bearings, things like that. So, yes, keeping oil in the car clean is the best way to go to make sure that you extend the life of your vehicle. There is no question in my mind about that. So, uh, um, as far as that goes, uh, uh, very, very, very important. Um, so, just, you know, I'd recommend no more than 5,000 miles always. Um, chassis lubrication. Now, most cars don't have Zert fittings anymore, right? You know, that's hit and miss. Well, I mean, the, most cars don't. Now, you get into t- trucks and things, there's like, you'll find one maybe on the ball joints, whatever. Qualified technician needs to look, though, for sure, because yeah, yeah, yeah. some cars do have them. Well, especially so. when you replace with aftermarket parts. Well, then you definitely have it, yeah. like ball joints and tie rod ends and things have to have, they're, because lubricating them makes them last forever and yes. not wear out. So, uh, very, very important to uh, know what to look for in front. So, this thing here saying, uh, I pulled this down and it said, said, if people say you're getting a chassis lubrication, you're probably not getting one. Well, that's not true because some vehicles, like I said, well, first off, if parts have been replaced at aftermarket, they have Zart fittings. So they should be lubed. Um, other vehicles come with you know certain things like the um, the F-250 that I had previously. Uh-huh. The, the only thing that came factory on that lube that had lube fittings on it um, was the idler arm. And Pitman arm both had a Zert fitting on them for those. And they right. came that way. So I would lube those every time. Then I put new aftermarket control arms and all that on it. Well, those had ball joints. So we'd lube those, yes. right? So all good, right? Yeah, yeah. That's doing the right thing. So you need to keep an eye out for those. So so this saying that that's not true is probably a lie. right? Know. So that's not, you know, you do need to know if, uh, um, it, you know, should you be replacing your air filter regularly? Well, Depends on the situation you live in. It should be inspected, right? Yeah. I mean, let's not, so it's important stuff. So often bewildered by the mass electronics, wires, and hoses that, a, that adorn a modern engine. Many drivers simply put themselves at the mercy of service facilities. Um, well, the number one thing you need to do is go to somebody you trust, right? So research, find a great facility to service your vehicle, like the West automotive group, get your, ve- and you can trust a person. Yep. Uh, Following the man- maintenance schedule of the manufacturer is good. There are a couple things that we recommend earlier, right? I mean, we've talked about this before. Um, as far as, uh, like, antifreeze, you know, extended life, they say five years, 100,000. We say three years, 50,000. Engine oil changes, we say 5,000 miles, where some manufacturers say 7,500 or more. Um, so just, you know, keep in mind. And at the West Side Group, when we actually talk to people about this, and say, hey, this is our recommendation, not the manufacturer's. Let me tell you why. We do a lot of that. So just to keep you uh, um, in, in, in the, you know, following the manufacturer's recommendation for things like timing belts and spark plugs and all that, that's fine. It's good stuff, you know. Uh, Fords we used to recommend a little earlier. Uh, the 100,000-mile plugs we'd say about 90 uh, we found that retorquing them and putting NICS on them uh, I mean at ninety thousand miles prevented them from coming loose and pulling the threads out. Remember? Yes. So, so taking the advice of a qualified technician and facility is not a bad idea. Sometimes it's a little earlier they recommend, but uh, it keeps them keeps them on uh, uh, your vehicle good and running. You pull the threads out of the head; it just got expensive, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No lie about that, huh? So extremely expensive. So we and we don't want that for sure. All right, folks, we're discussing uh, maintenance myths and several other automotive things this morning on uh, this wonderful Saturday, uh, August 13th. Um, We're going to have to take our last break here, real quick, and then we'll come back and uh, spend a little time uh, going into some other options. Uh, You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego 1170 and 96.1 FM. We'll be right back after these messages.
1: There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the auto man here on auto talk radio brian bowersock 888-344-1170 now here's more auto talk with brian bowersock
2: all right folks welcome back to auto talk radio on this wonderful saturday morning we appreciate you joining us here as always as we're talking maintenance myths and fun stuff for sure Before we get going again here, I do want to rhyme, folks. Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by uh, Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. They are the highest quality batteries out there. We do not stock nor sell any other batteries at the West Automotive Group when it comes to batteries, when it comes to um, automotive-related batteries, as far as that goes. For your auto or truck, whatever, go to westautomotivegroup.com. Make an appointment at any of our four locations. We will get you in and get you... uh, um, Interstate battery installed in your vehicle. Why? Because it's the number one technician recommended battery uh, worldwide. So just give us a shout. We're here. Give us a shout. We're here to help you out, as I shall say. Um, If you need a battery for any other need, check them out at their storefronts at 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. Good stuff. Right, Kev? Right. Right. Anyway, so. You guys want any more trivia?
0: Sure, absolutely. Let's do it.
2: Okay. What was the first car fitted with an alternator rather than a direct current dynamo?
3: I'm not even gonna. I don't even um, know where to begin with this. It's probably some off. Can, can I get?
4: Can I get a decade by any chance? Maybe I can guess it from there.
3: Is this like? Can I call a friend?
4: Yeah. Can, can
2: I do a decade? Can you give me a decade of the car? So this was when they went from a uh, um, what the heck they call those uh, generator? Yes. To an alternator It mm-hmm. was in the 60s 60s mm-hmm. So it's not a weird car
3: Why do I feel like it has Bosch in front of it? <laughs>
2: no, it doesn't, um, no Really? No hmm. No, a US, the United States first used an alternator No other uh, okay. Uh, okay, so it's a United well, it So Bosch, it's a U.S. So car. Yeah, yeah, but not in 1960 they didn't own Bosch Oh, man Bosch was oh, a German man. feller I'm I'm
4: why i not no I'm not getting it I'm gonna get uh, it's got to be some kind of Ford car if I had to guess but I'm not 1960 Plymouth Valiant oh my gosh Plymouth was the I'm not kidding you that was buggy in the back of my head well, yeah.
2: see
3: that kind of had Chrysler had it
4: yeah dang it
2: this Kevin will love this one and this it is, what was the first car fitted with a replaceable cartridge oil filter and don't start talking about that stupid add-on filter thing that you're always talking with <laughs> the toilet paper roll Fritz roll no. What was the first car fitted with a replaceable cartridge oil filter? Ford, nineteen twenty four Chrysler. Believe it or not,
3: I gotta t- look. I gotta say something about Chrysler. Chrysler had a lot of good ideas. I mean, just because I mean, and when I say Bosch, you know, it wasn't called Bosch back then, but actually, Chrysler invented the first fuel injection and, and sold all this idea to the Bosch, which became the Bosch company.
4: Oh, so they, so they're so getting like a. a, a a patent deal, sort of thing.
3: Yeah, but they sold it all off. I mean, it's not, and, and they're okay with it. I'm just saying Chrysler they're, did. They're it, They're getting money
4: in the end, though, like royalties or some sort of thing. I
3: don't know if they do because I know they sold it totally off. I mean, this was way back in the day, dude. That they uh, did this. Um,
4: bet they're kind of regretting that decision then. In that case,
3: well, who knows? Because I'm sure there was there was more technology that went into it, but they had the idea there. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. And they just didn't want to work on it any farther, and that's why they sold it off.
2: Here, I got one for you. Okay. What was the first car to have its radio antenna embedded in the windshield?
3: <sighs> that was like a 70s and 80s thing.
2: Oh, was it? Oh, I was thinking more
4: recent. I was going
3: to say a Ford tor- Actually, actually they went away from it because it didn't. It doesn't work. Of course, maybe some of the new cars, they do, got it in there again. I know some of these new windshields, what you said, like the new Rangers, like a $4,000 windshield because <laughs> of all the, the sensors least. and stuff in it.
4: I had no clue.
2: Yeah, so is your windshield. Thanks. Hey. Very, very expensive. I got a yeah. 97 don't let a Saturn. rock hit that bad boy. Oh, there's ar- there's
4: already a small chip in it. Hey. Know. It's already ca- gotten filled.
3: All my oh. cars are 2004 below, dude. They're all $150 <laughs> windshields. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, okay. If it's a 70s
4: car, I'm going to go. I didn't say 70s. Oh, okay. I was, I was basing it on Kevin. Though. I was saying 70s, 80s. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I... My official guess
2: was the Ford Taurus, but
3: I'm thinking GM I, because GM had a lot of There wasn't
2: even a Ford Taurus around during this. No, no. During but this but during this happened, GM oh. had a lot of those windshields.
3: Whether they just took the idea over, I don't know. So well, it was G- I, will,
2: I, yeah, I will get It's a GM car, that's for sure. Oh. One of them. Cadillac? Nope. Oldsmobile? Well, if you go long enough, you're going to figure I it know it's out. Nope. It. <laughs> go ahead, just sell us that. 69 Pontiac Grand Prix.
3: Right now, that makes sense because I could see, uh, I could see what's his Glorian doing something like that. Glorian was like back in the '60s; he was the pioneer of all the stuff that uh, Pontiac was pushing out, which he came up with a lot of good ideas too. Mm-hmm. Not so good of an idea when he ran his own company, though.
2: <laughs> you know, Chrysler came up with well, what autos were the first to use a standardized production key start system? Key start. Yeah, I'm gonna do yeah, yeah. Where they actually used a key to start the car.
3: I know. I'm thinking because you know, if even all the older cars I get into and stuff, because even I, th- it was a '53. I mean, it had keys too. So yeah, I want. I'm say, going older than that now. I want to say probably in the late '40s. mm
4: Hmm. I I would have said early '40s, but '49 yeah. Chrysler.
3: Oh you
2: man, you're right. Okay. I okay. One more, Kevin. This one's easy. What did the Olds designation four four two stand for? Oh, uh, so it's like. Did, did you ever see the show, the movie, My Cousin Vinny? Yes. Okay, yes. you should know this because it's like four he says barrel- it in the movie. Two wheel drive. Sheet. Yeah, and it's well, you know, four barrel carburetor, right? Yep. Four, four speed, speed transmission. And dual exhaust. Okay, actually. that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. They some people used to say the two stand for posi traction. Okay. But it actually stood for dual exhaust, four barrel carburetor, four speed transmission, manual. Those came, uh, and and dual exhaust. Right on. So they also did have a locking rear end though, which was a posi traction rear end. So anyway, that's some good stuff, huh? And we may continue with these later, but not today. That's oh, it. That's all you get. I could have gave you one. What do you got? You got Uh, what was the last factory? You're looking at the Google. Yeah, of course I am. Cheater.
4: What was the last factory installed cassette player installed in a car? What year? Yeah, what year?
2: Installed in a car. Hold on, (laughs) because I had
3: a 2000 S10
2: that you could get a cassette in. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say like I was gonna say like uh, uh, 2000. Well, I know
3: one thing. No, I was gonna say like 95 somewhere in there. Because Christian. When I bought his 2002 ZR2 S10, it had a factory tape player in it. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, wait a minute. Let me think about this, because my 97 uh, Ford came with a factory tape player in it. Yeah. So I want to say last year was probably me May... Say 2004. Okay. Okay. Uh, 2010
4: Lexus SC 430. There you go. Really? That was the last one, yeah. I, I don't even think they still make cassette tapes at that point. I think they kind of discontinued it. I have a box
2: point. of them I can give you if you I have a cassette.
4: Understand I don't because you know what? The
3: cassette was actually a terrible idea. What, why? What was
4: CD what? was much better. Do, was it better than 8-track, the cassette player? Because I, I thought cassette players were better than an 8-track,
2: for well, sure. The 8-track never unwound, though. The quality of sound may not have been as good, but the 8-track I, never I c-
4: I've c- I c- yeah, seen a 1-1 before. <laughs> I, c- I personally want the quality of sound more, so that's my personal opinion.
2: Well, well, that's tra- why CD was better, and now you know what's better? Internet. Bluetooth, oh, Bluetooth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just plug your little stick in, and the sounds yeah, amazing. Yeah, you know right? what?
3: There's all these people are going back to vinyl again because of the they like that sound. Yeah, I, it- I like
2: it personally too. Yeah,
4: I have plenty. I of listen
2: fun. to a lot more talk radio, so for me, it really doesn't matter. I'm not going back to vinyl.
4: Yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll go on without you.
2: No, I'm <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm going on without you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing. So, anyway,
3: I still have a cassette player in my '73 Pontiac. <laughs> Still works,
2: yeah. Nice. He keeps nice. telling himself that. Well, I don't
3: know. I haven't started the car in a while—a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Well, because the last time I tried to start it, because it sat so long. When you have kids, dude. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, the gas carburetor. Well, then I, you know, I lift the hood, dude, and I, I'm okay. I want to work on. Oh, nope. Got to do something else. Got to do this. Gotta, <laughs> next thing you know, the car's still sitting there and it ain't running right now. So <laughs> I, I think I
4: saw some cassette, cassette tapes where uh, it's those read-along books. So every time you hear the bing, oh, turn the page. Okay, now I'm on this book or this page. Is this you what know.
3: you're driving? You're turning the pages and stuff? I'm yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
4: I remember they got played on the radio sometimes too, like – uh, back in the day, there was a radio station for little kids that was playing in San Diego and Virginia Beach. And you'd and, listen to it. Yeah, I sometimes had the bucks too. Were you a little kid then? Yeah. Oh, okay. You've been yeah. a radio I, guy, I feel huh? better about that yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 It's not now. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. Ding. Oh, turn the page. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it, there was also a song called "Turn the Page," right?
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm sure there was. Yep. Well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to servicing vehicles and uh, maintenance myths we're going to do here a little bit. Last, uh, as we uh, wind it up, some fun stuff, though. Thanks for joining in, as always, man. Uh, good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, consider the average household has vehicles, drives 15,000 miles each year. That's about normal, right? 15 to 20, right, Kevin? Following the advice of the local. or we'll change I guess
3: that depends whether you live in Temecula or San Diego. How many yeah. miles a day you're going to drive?
2: That is true. But if you switch from 3000 to 5000 you can <laughs> roughly save a couple hundred dollars a year on oil changes, you know? So as far as that goes for most people. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good stuff.
3: I, this is the thing, though. Oil changes really aren't that expensive. Even if you go to a shop, because normally, I mean, normally, let's face it, shops don't make a lot of money on the oil change. because. Sure. When you do a 40 point, normally you're going to see something else. You know what I mean? And and I'm not.
2: That's a really another important part that comes with an oil service though. Not only that you're changing out the oil in in mileage to keep the stuff clean inside, but some professionals putting an eye on your vehicle because in 5,000 to to 7,000 miles, you can if you have a front end problem, you can wear into the cords on tires. You can, so, so having some, a professional look at your feet, or you could have a leak that's just starting coolant wise and stop it early versus overheating the vehicle. Or you could, you know, you know, or some, or the, the belt starting to come apart or that there's all these things we see. The air filters dirty, you know, a torn air filter, you get contaminants through there, uh, uh, too much dirt in it. And what happens then at that point, uh, um, that, uh, um, gets on the mass airflow sensor, the hot wire causes drivability issues later, things like that, contaminants into the motor that goes down through the, uh, you know, combustion chamber, et cetera, and, and uh, not good when it gets into the oil. And then, it's you know, my point is that it's great to have your vehicle looked at properly, right? Yes. Along with that time and mileage. So that's why we say 5,000 miles or six months for sure. Well,
3: and that's why I'm saying it's not even that expensive to go to it, to have your oil changed, you know, so... True. It's one of those things you must well, uh, you must well enjoy
2: or take the take advantage of it. <laughs> That's true too. Um. So, and then we get into things like tune-ups on a vehicle. So tune-ups have way changed. There's no question in mind about that. And I will tell you this: uh, most vehicles can go an extended period of time. Spark plugs on most gasoline vehicles now are a hundred thousand miles, right? Unless you own a Chrysler now that likes to went back to 30,000 miles and put plugs in. And then they use dual plugs per cylinder. So if you have an eight cylinder, you got 16 plugs. Woohoo! That's a fun spark plug change. And you know what? If you have a Ford truck <laughs> with the five 5.4 liter in it. Well, yeah. But those were recommended a 100,000. We recommended to do them at 90. I was going to say, I'd probably do it at 50. That way, that, it's not that the plugs go bad. And I did mine every 90. Never had a problem. And I had those 97 five four heads. Okay. But I'm just yep. saying. If you do them and you torque them properly then you don't have the that's problem that's what i'm saying because they do they do loosen up they loosen up and then they rattle in the three threads and then they pop out and put a dent in your hood and then you need help
3: my truck i'd do it
2: 50,000 <laughs> no i did mine every 90 and i but i would retork them to factory spec like when i did them and i see torque and never had a problem with one loosening up ever right so you know usually those that we see and you'll you said it's over 105,000 miles so they've driven past the 100,000 mile mark right. over 105,000 miles and done nothing with them, and so they've come loose now, and they blow out all the threads, yeah, absolutely, which becomes an extremely expensive problem, right <laughs> so some- you know somebody emailed me the other day, I forget who it was, and asked on and it was a late model gm vehicle, like a truck, and wanted to know where the the uh, it was gas where's the fuel filter at? I emailed back and said it doesn't have one you can replace. It's part of the uh, uh fuel module assembly in the tank right that's the only place the screen we don't a lot of these cars don't run fuel filters anymore that's the filter in there that yeah, that's what I'm saying this was like a two thousand and eighteen chevy fifteen hundred series gas truck right and I was like it doesn't there's no filter you can replace you're good. don't worry about it so uh be careful with that if somebody's telling you, you need a filter on some of these vehicles they're non replaceable um Servicing your transmission. This is one that folks will say, uh, you you know, uh, manufacturer says goes 100,000 miles. We talk about this all the time. Extremely important. We recommend 18 to 20,000 miles and a transmission is extremely expensive. If you go 100,000 miles without servicing a transmission these days, what typically happens, Kevin? Need a transmission, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you'll get new transmission fluid when you get a transmission, um, but that's an expensive way to do it. But if you service your transmission every eighteen to twenty thousand miles, and no, the whole thing about uh, uh, transmissions are uh, um, sealed, et cetera, that's not true. So uh, everything it,
3: has a vent on it.
2: Yeah. yeah. As and, matter
3: of fact, ask Mobile One. Don't you yeah. remember when they told them they couldn't sell tranny fluid in the in the in the state of California because they wanted to know what was coming out the vent tube?
2: Correct. The, uh, um, you can service your transmission. It's important to do. Keeps your vehicle in great working order uh, and will save. It's like buying insurance. It's the only thing you can do to keep that thing clean inside. It's a hydraulic unit and, it, and it's metal parts running on metal parts and clutch material, and it will produce contaminants and it will suspend in the fluid and it will cause damage over time. Uh, if you don't service it properly. So um, we recommend eighteen to 20,000 miles. That's our recommendation, not the manufacturers. Like I said, you can wait it's your transmission. I'm fine with it either well,
3: way. Well, not only that, there's additives in all these transmission fluids these days. Oh, for sure. And them additives are all gone. That's yeah. why you get coasting down hard downshifts because with the way the solenoids and the way that they set up the, 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 uh, I'm trying to, the they like to say the strategy of, um, of the, it's made because it has all these certain, certain fluid the fluid will be a certain like uh
2: viscosities yeah and, and then and it adds into the clutch material and they that's how yes. when they apply they apply better with the correct uh friction additives in and etc so which makes the transmission operate properly we also have a problem with with the quality of of metal of the valve bodies right the contaminants yes. going through they're wearing it out well, hogging so, out the valve bodies valve that stick. makes the fluid thicker too it does
3: So, I mean, it doesn't travel through the solenoid the same.
2: It doesn't. And it's like sandpaper going through there just wearing crap out. and It's a terrible way to go. So, if you want to protect your investment, change the transmission flow every 20,000 miles. If you don't, hey, you do you, man. It's your car. I'm good with it, right? So... Well, we always tell people I mean, I, whatever you want to do. Th- do it. I'm, a, I mean,
3: I'm okay with it if you don't want to do it because sooner or later the training is going to blow up, and I'm still going. I mean, I'm still going to get that work too. I mean, it's not <laughs> like that. I'm.
2: But my point is, we are, we're here to try to help people, and we the real reason that we give these recommendations is to help sur- extend the life of your transmission for sure. So we'd way rather see you just get a service and get 200 plus thousand miles out of it.
3: Um, I, I would like to see what kind of mileage people get out of stuff that normally
2: because you know you get a lot of people that don't service certain things. Usually a hundred thousand miles, I see it. I can look at our numbers and I know, tell you.
3: I know, but I mean we don't always get enough because if if only one guy is religiously serving his transmission and all these transmissions are fall out and his just happens to fall out too, that could be just a coincidence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We don't have like a stable 50 50 of hey, look how many you know what I mean? We know that servicing does help. And it does, it does, because I do it on my own car and it does help.
2: Correct. So. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) And last but not least, I want to talk about uh, uh, injection and and cleaning. Injection dirt cleaning isn't that great of a request. These days it's carbon removal that's more important. We see a lot of problems with direct injected vehicles over time. So uh, once a year reducing carbon, doing an induction service, removing carbon from valves, things like that. Uh, and, and, uh, doing that process is very important and will help your vehicle keep running properly. No question about it. Right. So it's one of the last things, uh, uh, that I wanted to wrap up here real quick, folks. We appreciate you joining us every Saturday morning as, uh, always, you know, auto talk radio, uh, uh, we get in here and do this cause we really appreciate all you guys uh, being part of it and listening and everybody that takes part, etc. cetera, uh, San Diego and everybody else out there. Uh, Make sure and keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up. Uh, We're always here to uh, talk to you on Saturday mornings, and uh, we want everybody to be safe. So until next Saturday, you've been listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego 1170 and 96.1 FM. We'll catch you next Saturday live. Have a great week, folks answers to all your
1: automotive questions. Tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit group.com. That's group.com and click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk.
0: This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group.